Hey yo! This is a public service announcement! I just got a phone call! It has the coronavirus! We're in the middle of a global and national emergency. A pandemic. It's not racist at all, no. Not at all. It comes from China. What, what's the topic? What are we we're talking about? We're talking about the, the brighter side of the pandemic. Literally anything that makes you happy about the world as it is at the moment. We can't stop the virus. Always you say, as bad as it was, it could have been worse. Hello and welcome to episode two of It Could Be Worse, the Corona Positive podcast that tries to look at the bright side of the blight, the positive side of the pandemic. And joining me this evening, John Cleary, are uh, Colm Denham and Jonathan Farrar. How are you doing, guys? Hey, you, man. Yeah, all good. Very good. Well, um, I've been uh, extremely bored. It's 31st of March. Uh, it's We're into the, like, I don't know. Over two weeks into the lockdown, there's a little under a little over forty thousand people dead worldwide from um, coronavirus, and uh, look, no end in sight to the pandemic. But uh, this is how I've been amusing myself uh, this afternoon. Watch the modern classic. And there's only one way to do this. You get on the radio and panic the city. Now wait a minute. Here with recorded is the story of a silent, savage menace. How for three days a great American city found itself outside the United States of America. The events, incidents, and emotions of the people who were a part of it, who found time running out as they looked into the face of mortal peril. I knew you guys were crazy. Wait a minute, Neff, wait a minute. Wait, for what? Somebody else to die? There you go. There you go. That's what I spent the afternoon watching. The classic Panic in the Streets, by uh, directed by Elia Kazan. Um, and it's a 1950 film about uh, a public health official and a hard-bitten cop who must team up to track down uh, the murderers of a guy who's found to be dead with pneumonic plague, which is uh, threatening to, you know, break out into an epidemic and overwhelm the city. It's actually quite, quite a good movie. Um, you know, pretty... You know, pretty film noirish, pretty dark. You know, there's a lot of, you know. Snappy. Did he? Sorry, go on. Yeah. Did he direct uh, on the waterfront? Yes, he uh, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a great, great director, or one of the, you know, of that. Of you know, that he was era. a big Mac- McCarthyite, wasn't he? Uh, like. So he hated or, comi- his, commies as much as I do. Is that what you're well, saying? Actually, I think what it was. Yeah, I think actually what it was was he dobbed in loads of people to. To, save to keep himself job. safe, like, uh, good. He, yeah, because he was—I think he had a brush with a few commies back in the day, and then threw good. a bunch of people under the bus. That's, well, that's, and that's why he's like, "I could have been like a dead." There you go. Thrown everyone under. That, but so, yeah. there you go. Well, look, we got <laughs> we got about two minutes into his inspirational, <laughs> inspirational film before if he was alive today. Condemned. He'd be happy to cop on people. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. hey, there you go. But like, how does it end? Well, I come on. Spoiler alert. Or is spoiler. is it like 1950 film? What 73 years or 70 years? Jesus, what am I saying? 70 years um, is probably enough for spoiler alert. Well, ultimately, uh, reason triumphs, and the public health officials, you know, decide to tell the truth to the public who, t- you know, who don't respond with panic in the streets. And uh, ultimately, you know, they, they managed to contain the epidemic. But it's filled with a lot of that kind of snappy 50s dialogue, you know. Um, 
I like you, kid. You've got moxie. You've got spunk. Yeah. But you better, <laughs> but you better straight, straighten up and fly, right? Or we won't contain this plague. Um, so, but like, it was kind of reassuring to see these guys in hats and black black ties go around and contain it, an epidemic. It sort of, it's, it, it sort of sounds like the uh, the TV pre- presenter persona that Ryan Tuberty tries to in, uh, <laughs> presenting the Late Late Show. Very good. I haven't, geez, I, you know, it's been a while since I saw the Late Late Show now, so I'll have to take your word for that. But, uh, but he's, anyway, he's under lockdown at the moment. He's got the runner. Has he? Has he? Well, a positive, yeah. Well, it's not all bad news then, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if the Late Late Show's off the air. I know, but look, it's just since Gabo went. Else, yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. never the same, never the same. Anyway, lads, so we're, we're trying to find, keep ourselves amused, try to find the brighter side of things. So anything uh, happening in your world, uh, Column this week, anything caught your interest? Um, not too much. There's a, there's a pastor I always enjoyed laughing at um, from the States. His name's Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, um, okay. And what uh, kind of pastor is he? <clears throat> uh, he's fire and brimstone. He's a good old-fashioned uh, crazy pro of the highest order you know what i mean um give the crowd a show yeah big time but like he's he's one of those televangelists who's worth like hundreds of millions he, he was famously gotten a bit of trouble for buying uh tyler perry's gulfstream jet i think it's a second jet he bought uh which he said he really needed to to do all his sermons around the world you know how can you spread um, the word of god if you don't have a private jet or like and what happens yeah, if and, and a gulfstream pre- you know what happens if that private jet breaks down? What are you going to do then? Like, if you don't have another private jet, like it, it all of makes course. sense. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. I makes. mean, <laughs> he wouldn't want to be trapped behind enemy lines somewhere, you know? No, exactly. Um, exactly. Your heart goes out to these people. But what's, um, what's, he, what's he been saying? I've actually got a quote of him talking about it. Uh, he's uh, like, he said, the other thing, the reason why actually it wasn't because he was trying to spread the word. It's more, he doesn't like being flown in economy with, uh, with normal people who he calls demons. Um, I think I can play you something here. Hang on. Please do. Get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. Do you really believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say <laughs> I do. So, yeah, so he's... Uh, making, those are two different conversations we just heard there, are they? Uh, they are, but, you know, the woman uh, in the second is a reporter who's, uh, who's <laughs> catching a mess, you know? Okay, yeah, so he's but, uh, he's he's just made one slip there in terms of uh, yeah. his trustworthiness. Very good. Okay, he's, so not not, not maybe the most trustworthy pro- pastor. Sorry, no. Jonathan, he's got quite an authoritative voice, though. I think I believe whatever he told me. Mm. Um, I gotta say. Well, no, I've not talking. seen I've not seen the guy, but it depends on his hair. If he is a silvery, like if he was a silver fox and he's got a great tan, I'd be inclined to believe him. You know, like well, yeah, um, he's, he's actually got, he's actually got a dye job. He's got like a, a rinse mm. of some sorts, uh, oh, not okay. like a granny purple rinse, but uh, just a, he's clearly Fair been enough. dying this stuff. Yeah, he's a pretty so, arrogant man. And so, what's he been up to recently? Is there any COVID? Yeah, well, he's he's now him? claiming that he's going to pray away the COVID. Uh, he says he's going to get rid of the Satan COVID thing. Um, so I'll play you that clip now from one of his sermons. Uh, hang on. There you go. Wow. Well, uh, if you Jesus give him enough Christ. money, he'll cure the COVID. Oh, so we well, no, hang on. 
hang on, he's not curing the COVID. He's executing judgments on the COVID. Uh, big time. Well, I would think we need to get a Patreon going for him. Yeah. Start well, raising that money, you know? I think, has anyone gone to COVID-19 for its response? Uh, <laughs> like, in fairness, I mean, they must be fucking shitting themselves, right? Like, if you... Jesus, yeah. what's the guy's name again? Pastor what? Kenneth, Pastor Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth he's uh, wow. okay. he's just magical. He keep, he's the gift that keeps on giving from God. Well, uh, well, then that's it. Then we don't need to do any more. I think if he's in the case, like we can just go back to work now. Is that is that the buzz? Like that that's basically it. Yeah, like um, I hope like Trump said, we'll have the churches open in time for Easter. It's going to be glorious, just wonderful. Uh, I was and then, just thinking that he's, he's not actually that far away from uh, official policy. Actually, bizarre as it seems, what he's saying, but uh, no, and like there, there's a. <laughs> Donald Trump had a bunch of his mates on actually uh, just yesterday, and uh, like there's heads of Procter and Gamble, um, Honeywell, and and the guy who runs My Pillow, uh, <laughs> your man, your man who runs My Pillow, Mike Lindell. Hang on, who runs what? My Pillow. Um, it's a pillow company. Uh, okay, don't fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, I can um, see that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> After this, they deal exclusively yeah. with Colin's pillow. Yeah. Big time. Uh, with so, smothering me with it. And what have pillows uh, got to do with COVID nineteen, according to Trump? Well, it's it's well the Mike Lindell, the guy who runs my pillow, he was thanking Trump and he said that God was taken out of the schools, and Trump changed that, got it back in and ushered in the great economy. There um, you go. But when you think about it, God also sent the COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. It does seem sort of like a biblical level pestilence. Like he's kind of, he's leaving out revelations in terms of his interpretation of Trump's reign. Yeah, like that's... Yeah, to be and the schools have been closed. So, you know, there that you go. kind of... That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. The schools have been closed. The schools have brought prayer in, then they were closed down by COVID-19. Yeah. Well, that is, that is sheer magic. And... um how about yourself, Jonathan? Any 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 crack? How's how's life from Longford looking? Um, yeah, it's been okay, I guess. Um, yeah, it's been one or two little stories, I guess. <clears throat> uh, caught my eye in the media today, and um, one of them, which is, it's, I suppose, it ties in a little bit to what Colin was saying about um, with the my pillow guy, and I've noticed this thing where, like, I've noticed one or two instances of brands where they like they take a word that's ordinarily you know associated with their product, but which happens you know, to be in a totally different context now associated with coronavirus, and then they use it for a kind of philanthropic motion. So, like, okay, um, I see what I'm, I suppose, by example, I see Hyundai have given $2.2 million uh, for drive-through testing, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. because they're associated with cars and driving. And I even, this is filtered through to uh, RTE Radio 1. Okay. In an add-on where they were saying that Hyundai is supporting the drive to keep us apart. Um, hey, ordinarily unsettling, thought... really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But, uh, like, but you know, it's sort of an admission of corporate guilt on on, on any other year. But now, it's hard. It's, and it's, you hear this thing, and it's hard to know. Wow, do I want to? I mean, is Hyundai now like a really nice company, or or is it sort of the mask has slipped and they're now you know admitting that capitalism is rapacious and like seeks to atomize every individual in society? So yeah, we have no like power. It, it is. Like, as a phrase, it brings a kind of sense of foreboding, I think, Hyundai supporting the drive to keep us apart. And I kind of wonder, like, then as well, where where is this kind of corporate interference going to end? Like, are we going to have TFAL, you know, putting the pan back into pandemic? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, non-stick, non-stick surfaces would be ideal, like fodder. Yeah, for, you I mean, know, COVID nineteen. You would think. Yeah, there you go. That seems um, that's just disturbing stuff. Old Spice, you know, covering up the stench of, um, I don't know, okay, or death. Like, that. <laughs> like okay, well, look, could go um, on if we had uh, more of these that uh, to say. But um, yeah, I just thought it was an sure, interesting development. Sure. What, what do you, what do you make of all these these companies now that um? They've been tax, like they've been they've been using tax havens and putting all their wealth offshore, say like the uh, the cruise companies, and oh, like yeah, they're based yeah, out yeah. of the Bahamas, and and now and they uh, register for a billion dollar bailouts, you know, and they don't pay their staff like they pay their staff like slave wages because they register them in like fucking register the ship in like some like east timor or somewhere where they don't have to <laughs> anyway maybe not east timor but no they like togo is a big big capital for you know for registration of them you know it's uh, funny um i was on a cycle trip in togo. france uh was it last year the year before and we ended up staying in um uh this it was this kind of seaside resort anyway we ended up staying in our bikes uh, in this kind of hostel that was, mm. we were the only people there. Just, there was no other accommodation in town, so we got in there. But we were the only people there who weren't um, staff for these big kind of yachts. And um, basically, they're, they're all these young people. Are you, really saying you, are you saying you fell in with some sailors whilst on holiday? Pretty much, yeah. They're, but but it's weird, like, their ambitions were to work on, like, the fanciest kind of shakes uh, yacht or whatever and just kind of use a toothbrush to scrub the de decks and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I had a buddy who did that. Oh, yeah. For a while. yeah, he made a ton of cash. But yeah. uh, the thing about the cruise liners, I don't want to see them bailed out. I want to see them repurposed. I want them to be moved off to, the, you know, some of the Somali pirates were doing a great job of that as a business. They don't need any bailouts. Just get there some people go. in who know how they're doing their job. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, I I like a you know. I'm I'm sure the Somali and the Somali pirate money went straight back into the community. You know what the, I mean? That's so. that's so true. You know. Well, look. Now Hyundai have admitted what they're really up to. I think that it's only a matter of time before we get all the cruise money, uh, cruise tax break money going to Somalia where it should be. Yeah. Um, I did see <laughs> a few in order to brighten the spirits. I did do a, a hmm. quick perusal of the tabloids um, uh, uh, this week just to see what was what. And um, there's some, here's some, ordinarily do, uh, no, of course not, of course not, you know, but I had to digitally, this is the digital equivalent of sitting beside someone on the bus who left down their copy of The Sun, right? And I happened to read it. But um, mm -hmm. The Sun had a great story this week, right? Um, Beast bust up, pedo Jeffrey Epstein kicked Harvey Weinstein out of his home after he assaulted one of the sex slaves, right? Um, so, <laughs> next beast Epstein is supposed to have turfed Weinstein out of his French home for trying to abuse uh, uh, one of his massage girls and later branded him a pig <laughs> right so if, like, if Jeffrey Epstein thinks you're a pig I mean like that is yeah you know you've uh, definitely dropped pretty low so I guess maybe God's judgment is worthy of God. Weinstein now he's got well, the COVID doesn't he there's one of those things, like in the movies, like it's one of those tropes. Even evil has standards, right? You know, where like the the bad guy has a code, and it's like Epstein, the noble villain who won't hang around with like the filth bag like Weinstein. So I just thought that was good. Um, but uh, a couple of other quick, quick, quick highlights for you. Um, now I did. Um, I had a look. I wanted to support like businesses under threat in the uh, in the pandemic. 
so I visited the Daily Sport website, which given that all, all the sport has been cancelled and it's difficult to get the page three girls out of the house, you know, their business <laughs> model has been severely hit. So I went to their website. Some of their stories, um, evil perverts preying on gullible during lockdown, uh, both preying and gullible misspelt in that headline. But anyway, um, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> The Daily Sport has learned that ruthless perverts have been calling at people's homes in hazmat suits, saying they're from the Ministry of Health and saying that you have to undertake a compulsory coronavirus test, which is done via them inserting their finger up your arse. <laughs> we can assure Daily Sport readers this is a scam and don't allow any such people into your home. They are not officials, just perverts. Um, this is uh, the source for this story was a daily sport reader who didn't want to be identified. He posted on social media saying, if anyone knocks at your door and asks them to put your finger up, their finger up your bum to test for coronavirus, it's a scam. I feel really stupid now. <laughs> so there, <laughs> so there so you actually, go. Um, back, back about two weeks ago now, there was somebody on Dorset Street in Dublin and they dressed up in a hazmat suit and they had like a, a weed killer sprayer just full of water. Yeah, and they were kind of walking around the street and into pubs, just spraying water around to freak people out, which kind of, um, I suppose, alarming, but it was kind of humorous at the same time. I kind of admire them a little bit. Very. Um, that wasn't you, by any chance, Jonathan? Was it? No, they got to me. Got to it before I did, unfortunately. But um, okay, I don't know. I think, like, as this pandemic evolves, I think you know things that are sort of humorous one day might not quite be seen as bad taste next. But like, they got their timing right. You know, they got in just when it was still sort of funny. I'm not sure it would work now. There you go. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like I think that should be the theme of this podcast, really. You know, so like I think we may look back on this or regret at some point. But um, uh, speaking of losing all taste, though, um, or taste changing, is Gary Lineker's son George has lost all <laughs> all sense of taste and smell, and he's proved this by downing a pint of vinegar on social media. Um, and apparently, this is one of the things that can happen with coronavirus. You can lose your ta sense of taste and smell. Yeah, so it's a telltale uh, sign, isn't it? It's a bit, well, I don't know if it's a telltale sign. I don't think it happens to everyone or it's not. But uh, he's, he, it, it's disturbing, though, you know, it'd be a bit, bit I wonder. Uh, I wonder, does it apply to like musical taste as well? Because I think I might have gone through a bit of coronavirus back in my teens. Mm. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What Sorry, do you I just saw the open, saw the open goal and went There you go. That's correct <laughs> victory. And, uh, but look, my last story from the, oh, okay, two, two more quick ones, right? There is one, right? Um, just you mentioned a guy in a hazmat suit with a, with a hose or a sprayer. I'm looking at a picture yeah. right now of a guy in the full Walter White with a hazmat hose and a sprayer. And there's a young lady um, with a short skirt who's bent down in front of him and she's raised her skirt and he seems to be spraying her nether regions. And um, the, headline, <laughs> the headline is, arse, arse washer coining it during bog roll crisis. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there you go. So that was the story there. So, so he's uh, a, a guy called, um, called JJ McGinty is claiming uh, that he's uh, <laughs> you know, he's claiming I got turned down by Dragon's Den. Those five twats must be gutted now. I'm doing over <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing over three thousand arses a day from my fifteen depots nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's working out for me. There you go. It's JJ's mobile arse washing. There you go. No call out for me. So, you know, it's good. It's never an ill wind that blows, you know, whatever the rest of that uh, saying is. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so they good, you know. I look. It's like okay. The journalistic veracity of some of these stories maybe, maybe, maybe suspect. But you know, you gotta. They're doing their bit during the lockdown. Um, it's yeah. It's, I, I think it's. I think it's interesting, like that. Um, you know, mainstream media is so sort of stuck for content these days that like even these kind of little trite things make it on. Um, like an, you know, an RT uh, or. Like an RT, you know, they've cancelled the sports coverage now because there is no sport. That would happened. make sense, yeah. But something like, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Roland Collins and his thing. It's is it like at twelve o'clock, I think. Um, but like he just plays this kind of feel good, folksy, oldie kind of music. But like, sure, it's so insulated. It's, it's so insulated against kind of global happenings that he could just keep the show on the road and keep rolling on like he's bulletproof uh, against the pandemic or anything. And there you go, Roland Collins. That's yeah. <laughs> He's Nothing in his could stop. Of, uh, hitch music and stuff there. It's kind of a well. I suppose bland inanity is like will always have a place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's 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 something that will. Well, actually, there's one more little thing that caught my eye. I don't know if we've yeah. time. No, we do. Yeah, but but seven minutes left. Go on. I'll make it really quick. Um, just I suppose on that theme as well. I saw on the BBC uh, website they've got this great headline, and it's a. Uh, Coronavirus, driver stopped on M6 lockdown trip. Sorry, coronavirus, driver stopped on M6 lockdown trip with wife in boot. So a driver flouted <laughs> the coronavirus lockdown to pick up 15 pounds windows with his wife in the boot of his car. Sorry, um, hang on, hang on. So he had the windows in the boot of his car or he had he had his wife in the boot of his car? Yeah, as well. So, like, interestingly, you would have thought that um, the obvious place for the wife would be in the front seat. And <laughs> it depends. You put your back seats it down. And put it the depends in on there. the wife, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> was the wife <laughs> also banging on the boots looking for help? Or? Yeah, like, what, are we sure it was his wife? Like, is this not like fucking Ted Bundy? What? Was it a, was, hang on, was it a yellow, um, was it a yellow uh, Volkswagen Beetle he was driving? Or what, what, what was that? <laughs> Well, they've shared a picture of a kind of maroon-colored car, but I'm not sure if that's just stock Fair photography enough. or okay. not. But uh, it's on the Northwest Motorway Police Twitter feed anyway, and then BBC picked up on that. But yeah, you would have thought the obvious place for the windows would have been, you know, let your back seat stand, put the window in there, and keep your wife in the front seat. But uh, they chose not to do that. Uh, I've put the trouble in the that. boot, innit, mate? Yeah. <laughs> Leave it out, darling. Yeah, like, f like, fair enough. One hopes. I mean, Jesus Christ! Like, and was he arrested? Or hopefully, he was arrested, right? Um, we we'll see. Well, roadblocks have been set up in some parts of the country. It's <laughs> clearly flaunting road safety, anyway. Like, oh, the I'd be more concerned for the girl's safety. The girl in the boot. Like, I met the woman know? in the boot. <laughs> you see, like, it's possible that these new kind of legislation, this new legislation, hasn't come in, so they might have just done them for like not having a seatbelt on or something like that. Um, mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, though. Like, if that's all you can get for having a girl in the boot of your yeah. car, I mean, it seems like... <laughs> Three penalty points. <laughs> Slap on the wrist. <laughs> John spotting opportunities there. That's, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, one, ah, come on now. You know, but... Like, joking, joking, joking. One more, one, 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 one final uplifting um, thought is we were talking the other night about the Fourth Emergency Service. There was some debate over what the Fourth Emergency Service 
was, but uh, apparently there's another story there that um, Italy, who've been at the centre of the European lockdown over COVID-19, have announced mm-hmm. that they're to recognise knocking shops as an essential service and have made cookers mm-hmm. key workers. Um, so left-wing, mm-hmm. well, I'll continue. Left-wing so, yeah. are up in arms with one mm-hmm. saying on social media, what kind of message does this send out to the world? But uh, an Italian sex worker replied, uh, our borders might be closed, but our legs remain open. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but um, now there's a quote here, which I'm going to suspect because they're identifying the minister responsible as a gentleman named Fabio Chagarelli, uh, who's supposed to have said, this is lockdown, not cockdown. Every, Ital- <laughs> <laughs> Every Italian man needs a hooker at, at a time like this. So Why didn't they just run it as Berlusconi? It would have been far more plausible. Bunga bunga. There you go. Yeah. The bunga, oh, yeah, bunga, that's bunga bunga room. You, you would, what's gone on in the bunga bunga room? But um, have you got anything else really quick before we, we have to wrap it up there, Colm? Um, not much. Like I, did, I was listening to the other podcast and you talking about uh, James Dyson. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we we're mentioning about tax havens and whatnot. Like I fucking hate your man Dyson so much, you know? Uh, like, I, 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 no wonder he's trying to repurpose his hand dryers at the moment into ventilators because those yeah. things are a fucking corona death trap. Imagine putting your hands in one of those things after the jacks. Fucking no yeah, way, yeah, yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna have to redesign this, this all of the, those things. This is the Dyson blade, is it? Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, Which yeah, okay. would be safer if it just actually cut your hands off when you put them in it. You know, like an actual <laughs> blade. Mm-hmm. a lot of rebranding they're kind of strangely sensual though I, I, I enjoy using them like just from a sensation <laughs> point of view but I don't think they do much in terms of hygiene yeah where do you no. what part of your body are you using on them Jonathan just just to check <laughs> just the hands just the hands okay <laughs> that's, that's cool that's cool as long as it's hand stuff I'm okay but, with it, um, it you like know it. the older prefix at my school can, can <clears throat> do that you know so. I think it's all hands play under lockdown really you know what I mean so, yeah well, there was there was some story. Some doctor who was on some one of the, these celebrity or reality shows in, um, but as a contestant in England, so he's some like he was on Britain's Got Talent or something. But he was saying that like if as if we didn't need to know, but like apparently new sexual partners are not a good idea at this present time. You know, so if you have if you happen to have uh you know a life raft in the shape of a, a person of the opposite sex in your, in your home, hang on to it. But if you're unfortunately, you know, bobbing around in the ocean solo, like myself, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a grim choice between continued isolation and, you know, well, uh, I for one can, uh, can assure you I'm really compliant with the law in that regard. Unfortunately, there you go. There you go. It's grim. So, any of you, la- any of you ladies out there who, <laughs> who want to get in touch, send uh, send pictures to um, it could be worse podcast at gmail.com. because we do now have an email address. There you go. No, oh, wow. exciting, exciting times. Um, so there you go. Um, moment. So um, very good. Well, look, uh, if that's it for this evening, uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time, Colin Denham. Take care. And Take care. Thank you for hosting. For our, yeah. Yeah. Best yeah. wishes to Please. anybody who happens to be listening. Yeah. Stay safe out there, kids. Okay. You know, and uh, stay Corona positive.
Thank you for listening to the It Could Be Worst podcast. If you liked it, why not rate, review or subscribe in the iTunes store or anywhere else good podcasts are available. Hello! This is a public service announcement! I just got a phone call. It has the coronavirus. We're in the middle of a global and national emergency. A pandemic. It's not racist at all, no. Not at all. It comes from China. What, what's the topic? Of, what are we we're talking about? We're talking about the, the brighter side of the pandemic. Literally anything that makes you happy about the world as it is at the moment. We can't stop the virus. Always you say, as bad as it was, it could have been worse. 